Oh yeah. Canceled too soon. A podcast. Podcast. About TV. Television shows. That were. That were very, very short. Canceled too soon. One season or less. Oh yeah. This week on Canceled Too Soon. Guilt. Stabby, stabby, stabby. And shooty. Mostly stabby. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted one season or less. My name is William Bibiani. I'm a film critic for Crave Online and Blumhouse.com. Everyone calls me Bibbs. My name is Whitney Seibold. That's all you need to know. It's, it tells the whole story. I'm like that Dos Equis guy. Uh, no, my name is Whitney Seibold. I'm a film critic also for Crave Online and for Legion of Leia and for Blumhouse.com. And uh, I am also the co-host of the B-Movies podcast. From, From Whence We Hail. That's that's where we started. Yes. That, but, was, but, that, that was the primordial goop from which we emerged. Now if, we, we step onto shore, fully yeah. evolved. And if that show ever gets canceled, we still do this one. This is <laughs> this is where we go. This, yeah. is, this is the future evolution uh, of, mm. of the B-Movies podcast. So this, um, this is the charmeleon to the... B movies podcast Charmander. Okay, never mind. I, wow, did, I did not you make know a more Pokemon. than I do. Okay. I did not make a Pokemon reference. Oh yes, you did. I'm impressed. You know what? I, I Pokemon got... not canceled too soon. Still going strong. Not a fad. No, Isn't yep. that weird? Still rolling. Pokemon was not a fad. Pokemon was just good. Do, do apparently, you, do you remember the first like Pokemon the first movie? Yeah. And then there was another one, Pokemon the movie 2000. And yeah. Then people kind of lost interest. Yeah. You know there were three more theatrical releases. I believe it. Do you know that there's like 15 or 16 films now, like feature films that uh-huh. released theatrically in Japan? I I believe all of that. Yeah, that's no trend. That's great. Uh, no, it's a trend. It's just continuing. Continuing trend. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fad, though. Fads die fad, out. All right. Pokemon is forever, which is why we won't be covering it on Cancel Too Soon. Instead, <laughs> this week on Cancel Too Soon, uh, we're doing something... Uh, uh, I don't think we've really done this before. We haven't really well, done... We, we did vinyl. We did uh, vinyl, but we, we, we didn't We wanted do... to catch up on a, a recent show. This one didn't have many requests. In fact, it had zero requests. No, we just thought this one was interesting. Uh, and uh, we've been... Uh, to date, we've done like 22 episodes about, and I think 12 or 13 of them have been about shows from the 1990s. Yeah. So uh, we decided to branch out a little bit yeah, and try to look at what the current TV landscape is like and look mm. at what uh, just recently got canceled as of... And as it was announced in mm. August, it last aired in August, and it was announced in October that this show would not be coming back, so it is just recently canceled. Yeah. The show is Guilt. Mm-hmm. It aired on the Freeform Network, which is a basic cable network. They also do Shadow it's, Hunters. Uh, free, um, Freeform was what ABC Family mutated yeah. into. ABC Family mutated into whatever the CW used to be. Uh, that was the <laughs> very, niche they decided very to fill. Much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guilt was a series that ran from June 13th, 2016 to August 22nd, 2016. A complete 10 episode first season it is currently available on hulu mm-hmm. you can watch it all for free um and if, if it, you have a hulu subscription and when i said we hadn't done this before we've done 2016 series before mm-hmm. uh we've done uh uh serialized stories before i don't think we've done like a murder mystery no no this no. is and, a, this is a genre of television that well it's, tends it's, to that when it hits it hits really hard and when it fails just no one cares yeah uh well you have to be intrigued in the mystery mm-hmm. enough to continue to come back week after week and have the mystery stay mm-hmm. twin peaks is the golden standard for this at least the first uh, season the first was. season of twin peaks yeah it had it introduced a great murder an unusual situation in which a uh, young laura palmer mm-hmm. uh, homecoming queen of this small town uh died everyone thought she was so innocent and then within the first episode we find out she was on drugs mm-hmm. she 
was working as a prostitute in a brothel in Canada. Like everyone, <laughs> like there are there are monsters possessing people. Like it just was really insane, and everyone got and really it, swept up in the mystery. It's great, and it's great. It, mm. Twin Peaks loses it about halfway through season two. Well, that that's when David Lynch, show creator, stepped yeah. away from the show and decided he's he's just going to work on movies again. And yeah, yeah, people took over and they didn't know what the like, hell they were doing. You, you have and, to yeah. keep people's interest. You have to, mm. to keep them excited even after you reveal things. Mm. And what guilt does, and we'll talk more in detail about it, and we're going to introduce a little bit more, but basically what guilt tries to do in order to keep your interest, uh, because really it is a pretty straightforward murder mystery, yeah. uh, they try to throw as much incident, as much prurient soap opera uh, yeah, uh, plotting as they can at you just to keep you invested, just because, well, shit, what's going to happen next? There's a scene early in the series, it's like in the second or third episode, I think, where a, a minxy bisexual prostitute dressed in lingerie throws herself across a bed of money. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, really, we're, we're still doing this where the minxy bisexual prostitutes are throwing themselves across beds of money? Hey, if I was I a minxy bisexual went, prostitute, I'd want to do that. Hell, I want to do that anyway, and I'm not a minxy bisexual prostitute. I, I, I suppose so. Minxy bisexual prostitute is my new FetLife handle. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it's taken. Oh, I'm sure it is. Um, so, a uh, guilt was created by Nicole Millard and Catherine Price. Mm -hmm. uh, their biggest credit together, anyway, uh, before this, was writing the screenplay for The Game Plan, a 2007 family comedy starring Dwayne Johnson as a football player who oh, discovers right. he was the he he fathered an eight year old, and I mm -hmm. think she ends up managing the team or something. I, I, I I'm hazy on it. I don't think I actually watched it. It's one of those movies where uh, somebody who's really tough. It's it's a burly babysitter movie. Somebody mm -hmm. who's really tough has to be a babysitter. Yeah, there's a whole subgenre of this you know santa with muscles uh, kindergarten cop, mr nanny uh, suburban commando the pacifier they're all over the place as good as it gets is probably the most oscar winning example <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah I mean, he's not burly he's just an asshole yeah. but yeah so uh and it's a dog instead of a kid mm. instead of a kid but it's basically the same thing <laughs> um so but that movie you know people seem uh, like that movie most, and they of, also, most of the episodes were directed by gary fleeter not who, most or the, fir the first few First few. The first all few. Right. Not most. Not most at all. The, oh, I thought he came. I guess he didn't. You're, you're right. No. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. did several of he did the episodes. Several. But uh, he's uh, a Hollywood journeyman. He's done films you've probably seen, but he doesn't really have much well, of a, a creative What's stamp. interesting is he's done a lot of films that people remember mm -hmm. and that people talk about and that people even quote regularly, but he has no particular artistic stamp. Yeah. So it's not like they say, oh, have you seen the latest Gary Flader movie? Well, mm -hmm. I have. It was Homefront with Jason Statham. It's actually a pretty, it's good, pretty good movie. movie. It's one that uh, Stallone wrote. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good flick, mm -hmm. uh, but no one really talks about it because Gary Flader isn't a particularly interesting Same craftsman, with, uh, but he's very capable. He did The Runaway Jury, and uh, another mm -hmm. one that was actually pretty good. Perfectly fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine. good John Grisham uh, movie. He, he did Imposter, which, like, sucks balls. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. Uh, but he these don't, two. don't Say a Word, which is also terrible, the, which was... Don't Say a Word, which is very lurid, and it has one of those great quotable moments where the actual thing that is being said is nothing, mm -hmm. but because Brittany Murphy was such a compelling <laughs> actress at the time, oh. uh, everyone still quotes. I heard someone quote it just the, the other day. The I'll Never Tell? Yeah, she's just like I'll writing on a bed in lingerie. She's like, uh. I'll never tell. <laughs> and everyone's just like, well, shit, I'm going to quote that for the rest of my life. Uh, he also what movie did, is that from? Who cares? He also did uh, one of the more popular um, serial killer movies of the 1990s in the post uh, mm -hmm. Sons of the Lambs 7 school uh, Kiss the Girls. 
Yes. Uh, which is, I've, I've watched recently. It's pretty good, actually. It's, it's, it's uh, an I, airplane I novel, but it's good. I haven't seen it since theaters, but I remember it being perfectly serviceable. It's a watchably, mm. the, the ending goes off the rails, but it's a perfectly watchable uh, mm. Alex Cross thriller so, starring Morgan Freeman. And it was the movie that made Ashley Judd a star. Uh, and yeah. with good cause. Um, you can see why. The camera loves her in that movie. Ger- having Gary Flater, Flater, Flater. I don't know actually. I'm going to say I'm going to say Flater, Flater. Uh, Gary Flater. If, if we're wrong, we're sorry. We apologize to Mister Flater. Uh, if Fle- we're, Flater, if, if we're we, wrong, we apologize, uh, Mister Flater, if we're wrong about Gary Flater. <laughs> but uh, his his sort of functionality as a director yeah. uh, serves a show like this very well, mm-hmm. which is nothing but structure and has nothing to say, really. No, nothing uh, at all. Th- there's no comment going on in guilt yeah. that I can really discern. Um, no, so none. would you like to get to the premise? I, I would, but, okay. but just, just when I do, I just want to say, you know, th- there's no comment, but I think that's kind of the point because what we're looking at here, I described Gary Flater's work is airplane novels. Mm. This is an airplane novel. This is very much an airplane this novel. This is a and in fact, pulpy, kind of surfacey, but, uh, but full of incident, just gets it to the next episode. Mm. But you, you probably, and I think the reason why maybe it didn't succeed is because no one wanted to talk about it at the water cooler the next day. Mm. It just wasn't quite interesting enough. I, I think yeah. uh, this is part of a, a recent trend in TV. Uh, mm-hmm. When it works, it's like really effective, where they essentially take the story from one episode of an old serialized TV show, mm-hmm. and they stretch it out into either a whole season or an entire premise. Mm-hmm. And while this probably would have functioned perfectly well as maybe a 90-minute feature film, or maybe a two-hour feature film, because there's yeah. a lot going on, yeah. uh, there's there's not enough story to really carry it as a series, and I think that might be its central downfall. Well, we'll see, but we'll see, like how, it's, it's we'll trying, see how much of a try, sin that is. Trying though. to ride, <clears throat> like there's a show called The Slap. Okay. And... <laughs> I'm sorry. They really should have called it. Something yeah, they should have called it's it. It's just the else. most laughable name. But uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, the, the slap is about somebody who gets hit, and yeah. that just starts the, the whole all the drama yeah, from this one incident. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay, but right. God, call it something else. Okay, so guilt. Uh, the <laughs> opening up. Uh, guilt opens with two college students, mm-hmm. uh, Molly and Grace. Uh, they're the, partying. Mo- they're, of course, Molly is Irish because is. Molly is the only name we can think of for Irish women anymore. It's true. Uh, I understand Molly Bloom, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, they're out partying. They're doing drugs. They're having sex. Grace mm. falls asleep on the roof top of their apartment complex mm. with her artist boyfriend Luke. Luke L U C Luke. Luke. He's very he's very French. <laughs> uh, and they wake up the next morning, go downstairs, and Molly has been brutally stabbed to death. Yeah, and and, that, and that's the inciting incident for the that, whole series. Yeah. Uh, Grace and Grace is immediately the prime suspect. Well, she's the prime suspect because she has blood on her feet and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, "Well, she found the body. That that there's plausible mm-hmm. deniability there." And then, like a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. she she they, the cops let her go because they have no evidence yet. Like and they're so, still working on and it. And she tries to flee the country. Well, she Luke suggests like, "Oh, you know what we should do? You know, you're so worried." <laughs> like his his accent's terrible. Like, you know what we should do? You should we should go. I know people in France because I'm French, don't you know? And, <laughs> because, because I have friends. Where, yeah. where exactly are you from? I'm from. I have no idea. Europopia. <laughs> And uh, so the, he decides, like, oh, we'll get away for the weekend. We'll flee the country. Mm, good idea. And guys. so they stop them from fleeing the country in this chase scene that, like, seems like it was inspired by that one bit, like, the ending of Argo, except it works out better for, like, Iran. And, like, and 
And uh, then they catch him, and now they're now they're in jail, and mm. she's totally screwed. Uh, meanwhile, there are eight hundred other characters. Okay, so let's let's play through. You know, what? maybe instead of going through the plot or episode by episode, we should just go through each character and kind of trace their arc as it sort of weaves into this. Let's go, uh, let's start. Let's start. So we let's, have, we let's, have, let's do that in moderation. There's no right. point in getting to the end of the series. I suppose so. Okay. So we have Grace. Uh-huh. Let's go to we her sister Natalie. Her sister Natalie, American in England, who uh-huh. uh, is also a star. Uh, defense attorney. She's a rising star prosecuting attorney in America. She goes to Britain to help out her sister, but in Britain she has no license to practice. Yeah. Now that's actually a cool setup for like a for a mystery. Where you she, have all she the skills, to, you know everything she you do, to but help you're not allowed some, to do it. Not, so she has to help someone else. Uh, her defense lawyer. They hire this really uh, sleazy, ousted American defense attorney, uh, played by Billy Zane. Yes, uh, who is of the, Silence of the Hams fame. Who, who is the best thing about this show, and is the best thing about, and is the best thing about anything he's in? Because I uh, love Billy Zane. Billy Zane is is it's weird because he's kind of the big get. But he's yeah. Billy Zane now. <laughs> like Billy Zane now Billy is Zane. like is like Steven Seagal now. You know him, but he hasn't done anything but, good in a long time. That's that's what a young Steve Gutenberg said to me. And look at him now. No, look at him fourteen years ago. Yeah, like like because here's the thing with with, with Steve, Billy Zane. Billy Zane mm. is a charmer. He's yeah, very, oh, absolutely. He, he's you. He, I buy him as a lawyer, like more than I do uh, any other job, except maybe Demon Knight. <laughs> like, like, like Demon Knight and lawyer. Those are the two things he's best at. Mm. And uh, he was in a movie called Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. If you haven't seen it, it's surprisingly good, and he's great it's in it. So entertaining. But Billy Zane, you know, Billy Zane. He was in Titanic. They mm. thought he was going to be a big star. They put him in the Phantom, which fizzled out and wasn't a thing. <laughs> And have you watched the fan, rewatched the Phantom it's recently? Terrible. It's it's well, it's it's un- terrible. It's undone by its budget. I think it's actually very enjoyable. It's no, but the it's really shadow. cheap. It's no, the shadow. The shadow is actually surprisingly good too. Yeah. Uh, in any case, he was going to be a rising star, and now now he mostly pops up in straight to video schlock. Usually, as the best thing in straight to video schlock, mm. uh, and occasionally weird cameos and stuff like Zoolander two. Uh, so this was actually like this oh, is Zool- Zoolander one. And, and Zoolander too. Was he in Zoolander too? He, I don't he, remember. He's the one who like treks up to Zoolander's cabin oh, in the in the right, frozen right, right. woods uh, to get he, him to uh, get him on his journey. He he, he plays himself. In those. He does. He does. In any case, so like this is actually like not so much a good get for guilt as it is a great get for Billy Zane, and he shows up. He's like fucking Orson Welles at the end of Compulsion. <laughs> We're like you're watching this movie. Compulsion's actually a good movie, by the way. It's about the Leopold and Loeb murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Dean Stockwell as one of them, and uh, the first two thirds of this murder movie are just the killers going about their business, and then the last third is about the trial. And Orson Welles shows up and just takes over mm-hmm. as as the, as the lawyer. Just okay. like, no, I got this. Okay. I got this. Okay, I, kids, sit down. Let me tell you. Let me tell you not only how to how to do a murder trial. But also had a star in a movie. <laughs> and he just takes and Billy Zane, he shows up. We see him initially feeding a squirrel or trying to feed a squirrel mm-hmm. when his next door neighbor starts having sex so loud that it scares the squirrel off. And he's pissed. And he trudges up to her door and he just knocks on it. He knocks on he, it and he starts taking off his jacket. And he's and like, like, okay. Oh, let's do this. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was an invitation. Maybe you should shut the hell up when you're cheating on your husband. Goodbye. <laughs> and he's great. It's a great, great intro to the character. It's solid intro uh, to the character. We turn out, turns out well, that st- his character he, Stan he, was disbarred in America for urinating he, oh, on a judge's he, dinner in a public restaurant and getting caught on video doing it. Uh, so now he can only practice in England. But he's never he's, lost a case 
face, and he is completely unscrupulous. He, he's not, not only is he sort of the most exciting, interesting character in this whole thing, mm. but you can tell when he, sta- when he has to do scenes with any of the other performers, you uh. can tell that he's... He's kind of leaning back and regards them with this sort of Olympian distance, like, oh, mm-hmm. hello, young actor, mm-hmm. who are... You're about just, to do a scene with Billy Zane, are about, you? You're lucky about to, you. You're about to do a scene with... Not only are you lucky enough to do the scene with me, <laughs> but I can see that you're relying on your CW-esque good looks to get you parts. Well... I'm Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can get parts because I'm Billy Zane. I haven't had hair in over 20 years. You wish look at what you, I can do. You wish you were me. <laughs> yeah, what, like, what's and great it reads is that in every scene. He's just sort of, he towers over them just in this sort of ego way. That's really And really it's great casting, too, because he's always been good at ego, mm. and his character is all ego. Yep. He often wants what's best for people. But he's completely he's, egomaniacal, he, he and spin, it's great. He, even when he does something compassionate, he tries to spin it in a way that helps him out. It's totally, totally great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's 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 move on. Okay, so uh, then there are the detectives. Uh, well, there's Detective okay. Bruno, uh, Detective Bruno, uh-huh. and Patrick, the brother character. Uh, yeah, uh, they're the two male leads, the two, really, the two, other than Billy Zane. The two handsome white male leads, uh-huh. I kept mixing them up. They look exactly the they same. They look so similar, even though they're... They look, they're both actors who look like other actors. Yeah, yeah they're they're, both they're, like, they have that Sam Worthington look to them. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 that sort of Jensen in, in Ackles the, meets the porn star James Dean kind yeah, of Yeah, like that kind of, they're all mutating yeah. around this matrix of handsomeness, and you can't really tell them apart. Yeah, and, they're, and their personalities aren't nearly interesting enough to, like, tell them, like... No, break like, out in some way. Like one, one is a cop and one is a like a vengeful Irish family member. Well, and, it's, okay, okay. Well, just to be right. clear, Detective Bruno is the cop yeah. who is investigating the murder. Uh, he also, over the course of the series, starts having an affair with Natalie, the American, the sister mm-hmm. who's in America to help, and also, also previously had an affair with the prosecuting prosecuting attorney. Yes. Good times. <laughs> uh, uh, Who is this ha- handsome young black actress whose name I forgot? Uh, the the actress is uh, her character's name is Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, that's oh, right. I didn't write down that her her name. Okay, I'm, I'm a jerk. You you figure that out. The <laughs> district attorney. We'll get back to to Patrick in a second. The district attorney uh, is very no, committed to her justice. Na- her name is Naomi Ryan. Gwendolyn. Uh, th- the district attorney is very committed to justice, but we find out that she has. Uh, a, a backstory when she was at private school, uh, and she really has it in for these rich, saucy ladies who think they can get away with anything. Mm. And she's kind of blinded to her own uh, bias. Uh, so then there's Patrick. Patrick is Molly's brother. Mm. And because Mo- Patrick is Irish, he's also in the IRA. Of course he's in the IRA. And of course, of course his, he is. And of course his name is... Patrick. Yes, oh, good old God. Patty. He's in the IRA, or he was in the IRA, anyway. You know, they're... they're and, they couldn't even cracked out like some obscure Celtic name to slap on him. They've no. got to call him Patrick after St. Patrick. Yeah. No, that's great. And uh, so Patrick is, he's, he's in London mm-hmm. to investigate his sister's murder. And like the first, I think it's the first episode. They, uh, they found out that Molly was sleeping with her professor who had had affairs with other uh, students before. And so he was a suspect. Yes. But this professor character is taken out of the story really early on. Yeah. So Patrick breaks into the guy's house to beat him up and like, you know, you killed my sister, you son of a... And uh, I apologize to all of our... I know we have Irish listeners. Because I the, know we have Irish listeners. We've gotten that letters. Was, that was a about, Scots accent you just did. I know. There. I'm bad at accents. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I do know it's pronounced Ireland. Ireland. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, in any case, he breaks into the professor's house to put, to beat him up. Mm. Good cliffhanger on this one. So then the then the professor's wife comes in with like their hunting rifle, oh, aims it at the both of them, and says, "You know, get get your hands up." Then she shoots her husband in the. She shoots her fucking husband. Murders him. So, yeah, and then tries like, to kill the other guy because she hates. He's sick of her husband cheating on her. Uh. <laughs> Kind of awesome, actually. That's a good it's cliffhanger. Un- it's, un- it's unexpected. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that thread doesn't really like the wife character. Then, well, she's at one other yeah. episode where she's a threat, and then she's she's out of the picture because yeah. obviously she didn't do it. Um, so that there's that. <clears throat> uh, let's see what else. Okay, then we've got. Um, then, oh, let's go to Roz. Roz, who is yes. uh, Molly and Grace's other roommate. Yes, she's is... a DJ and the madam of a whorehouse. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's, she, she's really a DJ. The man with the horse is just what she does for the bells. Yeah, I guess so. It's like she's yeah. a DJ by night, but also a madam by night, and, and then just hangs out, hangs around it, during the day. Yeah, uh, having an affair with Kaylee. Kaylee, played by Amber Jean Rowan, lovely actress. Uh, 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 she was on Ripper Street. Th- this, this is one of the ones, yeah. one of the actresses I tried not to have a crush on. Oh no, she's, she's she's really and gorgeous. she's she's very charming. She's got a good character, um, and, and and they the camera loves her a yeah. lot, and, and they, they love that the camera loves her. And they, she's, she's in the states one, of undress a lot. She's the one who gets undressed the most. She yeah. is recruited, like they meet. Mm-hmm. She and Roz meet at a club, and mm-hmm. she's recruited by Roz to be part of this whorehouse. But she's recruited for a very specific reason because it turns she's out re- Molly uh-huh. was the favorite prostitute of the Prince of England. <laughs> not not the real Prince of England. This is a fictional Prince of okay, England. Okay, and here's where it gets confusing. So the Prince of England is Prince Theo, played by Sam Cassidy, who you may remember from Deadly Descent, the Abominable Snowman. Oh, who could forget that But one? he looks like Jonathan Rhys Myers' like, little brother. Like, he just got that sort of that sort of evil that sort of evil ambisexuality, mm, you know? I, I, was, I was actually just saying this, that at any given point in Hollywood's history, there's usually only maybe 20 types of actors and 20 types of actresses. So you, they start to all look similar. You go back and you watch movies mm-hmm. from the 60s, you notice how a lot of the, the well, leading men look kind of similar. And I think you'll notice this often, especially on like sort of like on this TV shows that don't have like a lot of clout with them. Mm-hmm. You say to yourself, well, who do we want to play Prince Theo? We want a Jonathan Reese Myers type. And then they just mm-hmm. get someone who looks just like him. Yeah, like they don't yeah. find someone who has that same air about them you just find someone who looks like the dude and granted the actor is fine but like he's fine yeah so the prince of england is prince theo now here's what's confusing to me and i hate it when movies do this i'm always confused (laughs) we know who the princes of england are yeah prince william who's married uh and then there's prince harry Mm -hmm. who isn't this guy also their mom is alive so i don't really know like how far into the future are we that there's an entirely new monarchy? Mm. Can't be that far because we live in the present day. That means we're in an alternate fucking reality and no, none of this, this fucking matters. This, I don't understand this, anything going on right now. This is why I get so pissed off when movies make up countries. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a professor of geography, but I know enough to know a fake country when I hear it. There's no country called Sangala. There's no yeah. country called Matoba. I'm sorry. There's there's a lot of fake countries invented in Hallmark movies, because that way you're allowed to have a prince or a princess without it being the, pr- the Queen of England, or yeah, whatever. You know, you well, were able to have that fantasy without having all the baggage that comes with it, and you're able to say, no, we're a very small principality yeah, in the yeah, south yeah, of yeah. France. Very rich, very small. And you're just sort of like, yeah, okay, fine. You're, you're, you know, that, I'll your, let it go. I'll let that go. Your, You're saying Prince of England in this movie, mm, in this TV show. TV show. So, yeah, Prince of fucking England uh, who likes, who has a fetish 
for tying up and whipping young Irish girls. Also, he's getting married soon. That's right, and he has a fiance who's, <laughs> who shows up at some point. But she, the fiance character is a supporting player. I think we've covered all of the. She's the pretty minor. Uh, the, one more. There's one more. Uh, oh. Vina Patel. Oh, the reporter. There's a right. reporter. She's a sleazy tabloid reporter, mm. like a like an unscrupulous low. Like you know, she's she's uh, Courtney Cox in Scream. Oh, there you but go. for the yeah. internet age, so it's all about Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. She's played by Sujaya Dasgupta, uh, who you might remember from this series. She, this she's is done pretty much else, it. Okay. Like, she's done like, a couple of things, but they're all like really tiny. Mm-hmm. Like this is this, yeah. and she's fine too. The cast is uniformly okay. Oh, last one. Uh, their stepfather, Grace, oh, who's and played by Natalie's stepfather, played by Dude Mar from Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, Anthony Stewart Head. Anthony Stewart Head. You, you may recall Anthony Stewart Head as Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was oh, also right. the uh, the sexy dude from that serialized Folgers Crystals commercial. Oh, it was a Folgers Crystal, <laughs> where like the two like the, like the mom went to Europe and picked up a boyfriend, and the daughter's kind of uncomfortable about it. Oh, that, was, that was like, him. That was Anthony oh, yeah. Head. All yeah, right. and everyone's just sort of talking and gossiping about it over coffee. Like that was. Um, that was a, a big mm. thing in the '90s. Anthony Stewart uh, had been trivia. Also, the father of, of Daisy Head, the play, star of the show, who plays Grace. Yeah, I wonder who came first. It, it would be hard to say. Yeah, I wonder if Daisy Head got cast first. Mm. They're just like, oh, do you know your dad? Like, do you, do, you, do you know your dad? <laughs> Can you talk to your dad for us? And if Anthony Stewart Head got cast, it was just like, you know, I have a daughter. Da- da- <laughs> or I, I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, weird that he plays I'm an guessing, American. Though. I'm guessing they cast. Uh, uh, Daisy first. Yeah. And, and it was easier and to just, get Anthony. And it was easier to, to well, she probably said, Hey, I'm doing this show. It's on free form. Yeah, I know. And, uh, <laughs> could, yeah, could you, uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Could, could you, I'm getting started. Could, you did a Folgers crystals commercial. Could, could you do an episode or two to sort of give it maybe a little bit of, of geek clout? Cause you were on Buffy the vampire uh-huh. slayer. What's oh, weird sure. is that he's playing their stepfather mm-hmm. who spends a lot of time in Europe, but he does it with an American accent and he is British. Well, but the characters are American. He's a British actor. Well, uh, I'm saying theoretically but, he could have played a British guy. He's a stepfather. I suppose so. I just it's just an odd choice. I guess he just really wanted to whip out the accent. He did a fine American accent. Oh, he's fine. It's totally convincing. Mm. I, I got nothing against his it. American accent is more convincing than some of the like Irish accents we hear later in the show. My apologies. It was Taster's choice, Taster's, not Folgers Crystals. Uh, cl- the other Folgers Crystals. Close. <laughs> a- another instant coffee. Yeah, another. Crappy coffee. <laughs> I, crappy instant coffee and mixing a cup. What sort of tea are you drinking right now, Wendy? Let's I, plug I something. I am drinking Earl Grey Shanghai, Ooh. which is a, a particularly potent form of Earl Grey tea from the American Tea Room. Nice. Based I, in downtown and in Beverly Hills. I am drinking Starbucks's Christmas blend, which is very rich and they, full bodied. They, they stuff Much out. like me. They, <laughs> very full, very bodied. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so that's the characters, and they're all going to be weaving in and out yeah, of this they, they, of this delicious tapestry of lies. C- certain characters begin sleeping with other characters mm-hmm. and start having affairs with other characters. Let's, let's, it's, let's it's try almost, to let's try to take it's almost it. boring at how how the intrigue works forward in this. It's show. one of those shows that's perfectly entertaining while you're watching it. I want to make this clear. I enjoyed watching Guilt. Oh, like yeah. watching yeah, it, yeah. like it's... it was. It, this is a good little aperitif, you know. Like you just you, you've watched Westworld, and now you just want to watch something kind of dumb. Although, but, in, be, but in a good a, way, that would be a digestif. I'm oh, sorry, a digestif. Yeah, it's basically just like you know, it's it's dessert for the mind. Mm. It's but it's well crafted. It's nicely shot, and it's perfectly entertaining to watch. Uh, the so here, okay, so Grace gets arrested. Natalie comes to England. She teams up. With Stan sort of against their will. Meanwhile, Roz has Molly's cell phone, which has pictures of Anthony Stewart Head having dinner with Russian mobsters on it because Anthony Stewart Head was sleeping with Molly too. 
Uh, <sighs> so she starts blackmailing him. Stan mm-hmm. is also the stepfather's lawyer, so he tries to get the you know to get the phone back, but then, then a bunch of footballers thug, steal the phone steal the, and the money, and uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Patrick is sort of trying to infiltrate the this okay. eyes wide shut prostitute ring. Um, and and, Pat- and Patrick is a complete idiot. Like, oh, total he, idiot! He he, he he approaches every problem like with a headbutt. He's like, "Hey, yeah. can I can I talk to you with my forehead?" And, and that would and, actually be okay if it was more disruptive. What it should well, be if, is if that everyone's were, investigating the same stuff. Imagine if, to do something nuanced, and then Patrick comes in and blows it up because he's an idiot. Imagine if if this were a movie and you could get him. This would be the Colin Farrell role. The, Pretty much, you know, a, a, yeah. a, 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 an actually very good Irish actor who, uh, yeah. who is graceful enough to play complete graceless, mm-hmm. where he was a, he would be able to sort of smash through walls and yeah, like you said, be this sort of disruptive presence, this sort of whirlwind of violence. Mm-hmm. This guy is far too gentle to really register as a threat. So every time he says or does something threatening, which is all the time, yeah, it, you never buy it. It never it never plays whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's it's I don't know if it's bad casting or bad writing or both, but it's it doesn't quite. It's, it's the worst part of the show, honestly. I, that whole subplot is just dumb. Either it needed uh, yeah a different actor or better writing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure which. Uh, meanwhile, Grace is stupid. Grace is a stupid person who does stupid things. I spent most of this show, like the vast majority of this show, like up until the last episode, (laughs) assuming there's no way Grace is this stupid, Mm. she did it, and she's a criminal mastermind who is manipulating this entire situation to try to become famous or something. Mm. Uh, Because not only does she try to flee the country... I mean, what I'm trying to think. What what else does she does she do? She 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 gives a speech to the press at the funeral for her friend, and then is photographed twenty yards away, laughing with her boyfriend. So everyone Mm -hmm. thinks she's a maniac. She does Facebook Live shit. While she's a suspect in the hospital, she manages. There's a a lot of. uh, well, I guess there's like one episode in particular where like the paparazzi and social media play a lot into her drama. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that what, would be the thing. Like that's well, that's if, the if, hook. if that's the comment of the show, then they need to commit to that. But it's just like one or two episodes where this is is really mm-hmm. significant. Um, and I'm wondering why are we bothering with this subplot? Why does it matter how she's thought of in the eyes of the public? What does it matter to her? Now, if the lawyers were concerned about this and saying how you're seen by the public is going to affect the case, which they say once or twice, but it's yeah. not the crux of the thing. It's about how worried she is that the world thinks she's a murderer. Yeah. Now, I understand that would be an interesting drama. Like, but we're supposed to sympathize se- with her. It seems, but she's... Like, it seems like the way they play it, it's like her Facebook friends are mad at her. And it's yeah. It, it plays like such small potatoes when yeah. there's murders happening. Again, her priorities are all out of whack. And again, if she was mm. doing this again to get famous, that would mean something. And that's why it was kind of like, oh, this is the whole. This has got to be the whole point, right? Mm. This is this is what's going on. That just dies. And then she like gets she tricks her sister into seducing a pimp so that she can break into the guy's car and mm. put Molly's cell phone in the car to frame the pimp for murder, even though the pimp has a fancy car with no. a camera in it. So she gets arrested again can, for can, that. Can can we say... Uh, I, we'll, we'll get to who done it. I think we're oh, going we, we're, we're yeah, we'll we'll to do it. spoilers. We'll but I'm going to give a minor spoiler right here. Mm. Grace 
didn't do it. <laughs> I know. It's, re- it's everything revealed. she does only makes sense if she did. Oh, everything she does, like she tries to incriminate other people, she tries to flee the country. This only makes sense if she were guilty. Yeah, she's behaving like, like the guiltiest of possible people. I thought, and the she I- didn't actually do it. I thought the now, idea of the show was because Freeform is a very young skewing network. Uh-huh. Younger audiences, like teens, are supposed to f- sympathize with Grace. She just went to college. She got a little crazy, and now she doesn't know what she's doing. But she's just trying to do anything she can to get out of trouble. Who couldn't sympathize with that as a teenager? Just making a dumb mistake in order to avoid getting into trouble because you feel like getting into but trouble isn't, isn't... Hang on. All right. Uh, let me just finish my thought. Like, you're supposed to think that and then the show is going to tell you, like, no, no, this is what sociopaths do. Mm. Like, that would be the point. Like, you think you're supposed to sympathize with her because she's young and stupid. Like, no. She's a sociopath. That's the point. Mm. If she didn't do it, <laughs> the show makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she and she didn't and you know what she didn't do it. There, there's even but then there's this plot, talk there's, about the there's a plot element that's introduced later where yeah. she's she's being hounded so much that now she's starting to doubt whether or not she did it because she was on drugs. Well, that she blacked night out. And she, blacked. she blacked out. So at least she said she blacked this, out. This, I thought this, she was faking. Later it on, there's this hypnosis episode mm-hmm. where they oh god the hypnosis episode. There's okay, always going to be a hypnosis episode. They, they they put her under hypnosis to see if she can remember a little bit more vividly mm-hmm. what happened and mm-hmm. she ends up seeing in that hypnosis episode who might have actually done it. She sees the prince standing over Molly holding a bloody knife. Yeah. That's pretty incriminating. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, well, we forgot about, uh, the psycho Taylor. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, remember geez. the psycho Taylor? The barrel. I, I, this is I'm, a terrible. Subplot. I'm so fighting so hard to remember details I, of this show. Okay. I, I just watched it. So it turns out that it's in like addition such to an uninteresting, in addition story. to sleeping with her best friend's father, titan of industry, Russian mobster, in addition to being the favorite prostitute of the Prince of England, uh, right. Molly has a has a stalker, different uh, guy. Lives across the street. This, this is he's like ne- a man- this is Neville. Yeah, he's a man child, mm-hmm. like sort of a Boo Radley type. His, uh, he, they, they, they just say he has mental illness. That's all they ever say. They're really vague, yeah. but it seems it seems like he's he's stunted in some way. He's, he's very childlike in the way he acts. But he might be very very dangerous because he's been stealing things from Molly, and he's trying to like ingratiate himself with Grace. Uh, and at one point, he kind of kidnaps her, but maybe he just doesn't know what he's doing. And it turns out that this guy, who is just mentally unstable, says, "Oh, and I saw the prince do it." Mm. And at the, by this point, the whole when she, when Grace says the prince did it, and this kid said the prince did it. It's like three episodes left in the show, yeah. uh, in the in the season anyway. Like they thought it was going to go on longer, but we we're going to find out who did it by the end of the show, mm. by the end of the season. Um, and everyone's just like, "Well, shit, the prince did it." I'm like, "Okay, wait, wh- scale it back for a second because that's a tough sell." Well, oh, uh, that's uh, a really tough sell you know, to anybody. There's there's a detail we forgot to mention that they actually revealed early on that Molly was pregnant when she was murdered. Ah, yes, we forgot to mention that Molly yes. was pregnant, and uh, of course, it's revealed that she is pregnant with the prince's baby. So yes. that that's his motive. And that is that is the other thing that I thought was almost where we were going to go with this. Mm. The uh, prostitute is killed because she's pregnant with the prince's baby is one of the more popular theories about what really happened with the Jack the Ripper killings. Oh, there. Okay. The Jack the Ripper killings. You've heard of Jack the Ripper. It was, it was mm. a, a serial killer. The first famous serial killer of the contemporary era kind of invented what we now think of as serial killers is comes mm. from that original incident. Yeah. He D- was a dude stalked around the streets of London at night, murdering prostitutes. Murdering prostitutes and they never with, caught him with surgical precision, yeah. which was very disturbing because that implied he was of high society. 
Um, and that's kind of it. We never caught him. There's a lot of copycat murders that muddled, that muddled it a bit. A lot mm-hmm. of false confessions. A lot of um, a lot and a lot of fiction uh, speculating oh yeah. wh- who did it. Uh, Alan Moore wrote the graphic novel from Hell, which was mm-hmm. turned into a stylish but not very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you read the uh, first off, read that story. It's brilliant. But there's a bit at the end. There's like an additional like nonfiction story mm-hmm. at the end uh, called Dance of the Gull Catchers, which is all about how. Which is all about why we'll never know who killed Jack, the, who, who who was Jack the Ripper, mm. and it's all about all of the little things that happened that so discord tampered with evidence, something that just made it so that mm. there will always be doubt no matter what happens. Now, I thought that what we were going to see see here was we're going to see a prostitute and we're going to have that sort of Jack the Ripper motif. The prince is a character. This was going to be, and and also the other thing, Jack the Ripper is one of the first media firestorms. Oh, this is true. The media was covering Jack the Ripper a lot and being very inflammatory, and that also invented much of the journalism that we have today. Um, I thought that was also might be where we're going. Okay. That it's sort of a, it, I, it's I, a Jack Ripper riff. Like maybe that's where, I, it doesn't be a serial I, killer, but you can I do something I didn't think that. of that. That's, that's a, a it very good cool. interpretation. They didn't mm. go anywhere with it. I think they just used it as sort of a vague inspiration. If, if a, they used it at all, it's not a coincidence. Mm. Um, so Molly was pregnant. The Taylor guy saw the prince do it. He eventually kills himself, and everyone feels guilty about that for or, one scene. Or did he kill himself? There oh, that's is, right. Uh, because, <laughs> oh, because that's the other thing. The prince goes up to Detective Bruno and says, Hey, guy, mm. I know that you planted evidence on this one like child murderer in order to make sure he went away for, to prison, so you're going to do that for me. I'm going to need you to steal some of Molly's blood, and just whenever you find a plausible suspect, just... Just the flick it around on. a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. just make it happen. Which leads to him being fired, and also that child murderer uh, going going free. Going free which and possibly which is, everyone else he's ever arrested, which is just sort of left hanging. Yeah, we don't we don't see what happened with that child murderer that was set free. Is, he hasn't become a character in the drama. He's just set free. That's it. Yeah, uh, Kaylee, the the Irish prostitute who didn't die. Uh, <laughs> Patrick uh, breaks into the eyes wide shut uh, uh, brothel house, and Kaylee recognizes him because he interrogated her first, and that's how I found out Molly was a prostitute to begin with. Uh, and she, like, has sex with him to, like, cover his tracks so people don't know he's infiltrating it. Uh-huh. And then they start dating. And then, of course, she <laughs> becomes... sex the, was so good. And she becomes uh, the prince's new favorite prostitute as well. Mm. One detail I noticed in, in Guilt that I found very distracting. Every woman I was, in Guilt... I was going to say this. Yeah. Every, <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to say this yeah. exact thing. Every woman in Guilt... Mm. Just brought their bra today. Did you oh, notice this, that? This there are no used say. bras. There's it's no, true. Like, these are, these There's not are even all nice very, bras uh, that have been laundered a few times. Mm, they're always they're clearly, right off the rack. Clearly off the rack. Very stiff, unmoving brassiers. Now, yes. I buy that from, like, if you're actually in the whorehouse. I buy that if you're they, in the brothel and you... This is your uniform. You probably tear through bras a lot. Yeah, they probably have, like, a whole rack in the back that's mm. just full of bras and, and underwear and fabulous lingerie just so that you always look spiffy and, and fresh. Like, you've never been touched before. Like, I'm sure that's what they're going for. But there's a lot of people have sex on this show, and every bra is brand spanking new. I was going to say that this this show doesn't think very much of women in general. Because each woman is falls into bed with a man. Uh, and there are... Uh, Vina Patel doesn't. Vina Patel doesn't. You're right. But there are two bisexuals and one lesbian, and two of those three people die. Uh, this show is very interested well, I, in, in, well, in, in I see all of them <laughs> st- stabbing and murdering people. Well, I mean, if you get to the ending, all of them uh, yeah. do. 
No, uh, Kaylee. Kaylee gets. Oh, out Kaylee's unscathed. bisexual. Yeah. Sorry, Kaylee's, yeah. Kaylee's, the, Kaylee's yeah. bisexual. But yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Nah, you're right. My apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah, they're, they're, that's true. So uh, there's there's this weird angle, and it's it's it doesn't read that strongly, but it is this weird angle where it seems like the show is well, interested in kind of pushing this anti woman angle. That's uh, not ugly, and it's it, like I said, it's not well obvious. But uh, it's, I think it's trying to be an anti person angle. I think it's trying to be about just all out, this. outwardly misanthropic. I think so. I think, and I think. By, and I think by design, I think what they're mm. getting at, and I don't think it comes across terribly well because it's too slick. There's not a lot. Well, of, there's not a lot of meanness to yeah, it. There's, but if, like, if the, it's, the point is that just no matter what we do, just everybody's going to be miserable and try to. I don't think it's miserable. Stab people in the back sometimes, literally. Okay, what is the show called? It's well, it's called Guilt. It's called Guilt. This is a show about how everyone is guilty of something, or everyone mm. can be pushed to do something immoral. Now, I don't think it's terribly nuanced, and I don't think it's terribly well presented. Mm. But I do think that that does play out, and there is. I don't think there's anyone in the show who isn't completely corrupted by the end in one way or another. Maybe they redeem mm. themselves a bit. Yeah. Or like uh, the the district attorney is trying to be incorruptible, and by the end she actually has a bit of an emotional breakdown and just says. <gasps> I was completely biased this entire time, and I realize now that it blinded <laughs> me to the truth, and I feel terrible about it. Mm. That's fair. That's I fair. Think, I think there's. I, think, I, I, I think, don't know if it's specifically I, geared towards I, women, but I do believe. I, I'm, I do I'm acknowledge having, that you do have kind of a point. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've. You might be be able to sense that I'm having trouble finding something to to talk about on guilt because. Mm-hmm. As, it's, as all plot. it's all plot, and like I said, there's no real hook. There's nothing for me to get my fingernails into on guilt. Well, do you uh, ever read an airplane novel just to like just say, "Oh, here's a lurid murder. I wonder who did it," and then you burn through it on the plane, and then you threw it. In... Yeah, I, I, but you know, an, an airplane novel is. I, I guess it, it serves a different function, but mm. coming back week after week and having all of these big twists and having live actors play them is going to add some nuance mm. that you're, you're not going to get from an, a or different kind of nuance anyway. that you're not going to get from a novel. And mm. when it's just big twists and we don't get to know what these twists mean for the characters and the mystery is kept alive for so long and they don't really start pushing the story or the murder to reveal something in any one direction or another, I have, I have nothing to grasp onto. It just falls through my fingers. It's just plots Mm -hmm. and characters. And by the end it's like, Oh, and now I know who did it. And, I, I have nothing to do with this information. I suspect that's why it was canceled. Uh, probably. Because, again, this, again it, from the construction of the actual mystery, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. well-crafted. Um, I think there's some flaws mostly with the casting. I think the the characters are mostly okay. Like, I, I think if you take Patrick's character and give him to a better actor or at least a more interesting actor, you're going to, you're going to, uh, mm-hmm. that, that subplot comes alive a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the male actors in this show are very forgettable. Luke is nothing. And Detective uh, Bruno is nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, I, the material isn't great, but I know that there are actors who could have done something interesting with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe they were told not to. Maybe they're told to just keep it really surfacey. That's what we want. People want something light mm-hmm. and dumb. Mm-hmm. And but uh, when you're again, you're serializing it. The mysteries had better be fucking amazing. And after a few episodes of just what's going to happen next, after a while, the show kind of settles into a groove and doesn't get that surprising after mm-hmm. a while. Um, uh, what I think this might be. And this is this is the only thing I really got is that uh, since this is on Freeform, which is as you said at the beginning of the show, kind of like CW Junior now. Yeah, they're they're trying to do sort of these very lurid uh, teen primetime soaps, essentially. A lot of it. Yeah. Uh, this is Baby's first soap opera. This yeah. is this is going to be, I think, 
or at least was intended to be, a lot of teenagers' first exposure to a story like this, a story that that, that is covered with murder and sex and cover-ups and betrayals. It's Jim Henson's of, Dynasty Babies. Pretty much. The, the yeah. kind of stuff that's really old hat for decades of soap operas. Sure. I mean, kids aren't watching soap operas anymore. They aren't around anymore. Yeah, there's a few, there, there's but a, no, no one's home to watch them now. Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, people aren't, they're not the force they used to be. And no, they're not. A lot of the soap operas moved into prime time, and you had the whole Aaron Spelling generation. Mm-hmm. And now the soap is just sort of amorphous. It's it's kind of floating a in bits and pieces here and there. A lot of people consider soap opera to be a pejorative. I've described yeah. shows as being soap operatic before, and I have been like shat, like on like YouTube reviews of things, uh-huh. like what the flick. I described Masters of Sex as a bit of a soap opera, mm. or I think I just called it a soap opera. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, 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 let's not say anything we can't take back. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is a show about an ensemble cast of people who are fucking each other and keeping secrets. That's a soap opera. That's a soap yeah. opera. It's a classy soap opera. It has another agenda that's kind of interesting, it's but all- it's a soap opera in, in its construct. I also find it really curious because there's nothing wrong with that. They're the, fun. The soap opera structure is actually living on in uh, Marvel superheroes, strangely enough. Yeah. That's you've, well, you've said many times before yeah. that comic books and soap operas are really, really similar structurally because yeah. they have to, over the court, they have the long view. Yeah, they, they can't have to just tell one story. Over a long they have to make time. sure that things just perpetuate and perpetuate and perpetuate. They have to come up with new stories, new dramas, reset things, go back. This season was a dream. That season mm-hmm. wasn't a dream. This person's a clone. Spider Man married the wrong person. He got his mind wiped by Mephistopheles. These yeah. are these are soap opera stories. These are lines. soap opera stories. Yeah. So I think that's where soap operas are. But in terms of what we think of as a soap opera, a daytime soap, that's gone. And it's uh, and it's it lives on, on, but only in a few shows. Only in a few, a few shows. shows left. A few that are still surviving, and, and may I hope they, they, I may hope they, they keep per, going. May they persist indefinitely. Yeah. But soap operas are now trickling down traditionally into these lurid primetime CW shows, uh, and I think this is going to be somebody's. Even though for somebody like people like us who have seen soap operas, we're familiar with this sort of type of storytelling, there's going to be teen audiences who are just discovering it for the first time. Sure. And, and every, I think the makers of the show are trying to do something old hat and trying yeah, to make it a little bit more yeah. lurid, even though it's on network TV, so they can't go too lurid. Oh, it's basic cable, but same thing. Well, yeah. yeah uh, Basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. And... Uh, and so they're going to be the hope, I guess, it was for those that audience to react to this the same way right. people used to respond. Well, to I, I have two points to make about that. Mm. One, there's a saying in comics: uh, every comic is somebody's first. There you go. And, and so you have to introduce the characters over and over and over again. Mm. And some people are like, why are you constantly introducing Wolverine? I get it. Yeah, well, someone hasn't read a comic book yet. There's a <laughs> child who just picked up their first X-Men comic. Mm. There's a teenager who never thought they were cool before and finally saw the movies. Like something. You got you to gotta constantly reintroduce. It's the reason why they constantly renumber comics. Mm. Like, oh, we're going to go back to Captain America number one. A fucking again? Well, yeah, it's a jumping on point for people who don't know. It's, it's annoying, it's, but there it's, you it's go. It's easier to buy issue number it's, one than issue 568. It's, it's yeah. frustrating if you have OCD, but for everyone else, it makes it really, really easy. I, I get that. And so having a show that introduces younger people to a, a dynamic that maybe they're only just coming into, that doesn't bother me. That's mm. fine. In theory, anyway, as long as it's good, I don't um. care. Other thought. If we define a season of television by it's produced, it goes on a break, and then it comes back. Uh-huh. Was As the World Turns candidate for Cancel too soon? Because it never stopped from like 1956 to like 2009. Um, I, I think... Uh... I think about after about fifty years, we're good. <laughs> but 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 it, 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 that's one season, okay. Like a daily show. Mm-hmm. 
Five episodes a week. Not counting, not counting. There was a period, I think, in the 70s when As the World Turns was so popular, it had a primetime show. That was like oh, a supplemental right. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Ooh, that. How long did that last? We might do that. Th- that. That supplemental show would be worth looking into. That's interesting. I'm gonna ask I, my mom about that. My mom got me. What? My mom got me on As the World Turns. She listened to As the World Turns back when it was on the radio nice. with like her grandma, nice, and then nice. it moved to TV. So she's been on it from since the beginning. Since the beginning. Ask Very cool. Um, as the world turns, you know what? I think that might be a candidate for canceled too soon. <laughs> but we don't have the damn time. No, I'll ask my to mom to come on the show. Like, years it'll worth be a of Mother's Day show I do with my mom. Okay. Mom, let's talk about as the world turns. Was it canceled too soon? I'll give you a preview. Her answer is yes. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Once a show starts approaching like decades of of air, a daily air, yeah. and it gets canceled after 50 years, that feels too soon, doesn't it? It's yeah. like you know, once you reach a certain point. You there, just keep going, right? You should just be grandfathered into the culture yeah. and just be allowed to continue perpetual. You you get government sponsorship at it that seem, point. It seems, yeah, you're an institution. If you were a house, you'd be protected by the state. Yeah, like why can, can we, we can can going? we declare TV shows to be local landmarks? We got a bit off track on guilt. Uh, guilt. Okay, so the last few episodes of guilt, there's a big trial. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stan Mo- Molly uh, once again, or not Molly, uh, Grace does something once again really stupid. She tries to break out of prison. She convinces the driver who drives her to and from uh, uh, the courthouse mm. to run away with her. Yeah. And it's only when she realizes, like, they're literally about to do it. They've gone AWOL and, and no, one's, no one's quite caught them yet. No one's noticed that they're missing. It's only when she realizes, oh, I won't be able to see my sister ever again. Oh, we should go back. And he's like, no, fuck. I put this I just, in motion. I just I'm going to jail no matter what right now. Like, you're <laughs> coming with me, you bitch. What the hell? And so then she, like, yanks on the, the steering wheel and they get in a car accident. And Ooh. she's a monster. She's a monstrous human being. I, I dis- she, She's despicable. I, I don't think she's despicable. I think she... I can totally despick her. I think she's I'm able total, to despick her. I think she's so dumb that she doesn't really realize how despicable what she's doing is. I find that rather despicable, is my point. Okay. Okay, in any case, they're trying to introduce into court the idea that Prince Theo is the one who mm. killed uh, Molly, for, for and, one, and people for keep one, dying or recanting for their one, testimony. There's, there's a witness, but ne- Neville is a witness, but he's he, ha- either he, either hangs himself, but it turns out he was probably murdered no, by one of the prince's No, he was murdered by the prince's, prince's yeah. like, right-hand man. Uh, yeah. who, who's also a character in this, but who cares? It's, uh, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> It, he, then, that doesn't go anywhere as, as far as you might think. Mm. Um, and uh, and under that hypnosis, uh, Grace said she saw the prince standing mm. over Molly with or with a knife. And yeah. as it turns out, he did. He went there. Yeah. He wanted to talk to her and convince her to get an abortion. But he found her dead and, like an idiot, decided to touch the knife. He extracted the knife. Like so there was do. a scene where he was standing over her holding a bloody knife, even though he didn't stab her. Meanwhile, the prince is innocent as well. Meanwhile, uh, Patrick has decided decided to assassinate the Prince of England. <laughs> With his IRA buddy's guns. Yes! Because the IRA all live in bars and they all have terrible Irish accent and of course they have guns and oh god. Uh, it turns out Luke did it. Just, it was Luke. It was Luke the it whole was time. Luke. Because of course it was Luke. Wait, what? So Luke, the artist guy, who is the, one of the more obvious red herrings early on, uh, he was a male prostitute at the same brothel, which I'll grant you I didn't see coming. This we is saw true. no other male prostitutes, but it makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. So I buy it. He was having, he was sleeping with some very rich woman, mm-hmm. and in the in the course of their very kinky sex, she died, and he and like the pimp at the brothel. Uh, they hit the body, and uh, it turns out that Molly knew about that, and she was going to tell. Yeah, so uh, and so he killed her 
to prevent that from happening. Or is that why he killed her? Or is it? We'll find out in just a <laughs> oh, second. But, so he, Luke, but Luke is the one who actually stabs her to death. Yes, and then he kills himself, and they use the evidence to get Grace and, 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 off, and, and, out yeah, of prison. He, he confessed, and they got yeah. it on tape, and they but got it out of prison. But it's too late for so. Patrick, who was just about to put the gun away, when someone else shoots the prince, and now Patrick mm. is the Pat C. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's an, and and they yeah the, the IRA yeah. knew this and they yeah. they said for some reason they set up a secondary assassin just in case I don't yeah, know it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like the plot of Machete like it's <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's like whatever. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Stan. It turns out the reason Stan moved back to England after he was disbarred in America mm. was because he was Vina Patel, the reporter's father. Which the, what it just sort of comes, comes, out, comes of out of nowhere. It's... Doesn't really mean anything. I can see the resemblance though. I, I, I can I can buy it. I, I, I buy yeah, it. I guess, but there's no hint or anything that they no. were that he was looking at this report. It's, it's like they they came up with all of these details in the last episode because they knew they were getting canceled. Possibly so to start wrapping stuff up. So Grace is out of prison. She's she's going back to her apartment to pick up a few last things before they go back to America she, forever. She wants a sweater that Molly gave her to remind her of times before she was dead. She gets back there and it turns out that Roz, the DJ slash pimp slash blackmailer. Uh, is watching home videos of Molly and it turns out Roz was in love with Molly the whole time. And in fact, she and Molly were kind of having an affair. Yeah, and it turns out that she was the one who could basically trick Luke into killing Molly. Mm. So Grace beats her to death with a blunt object. The credits right the in, end right of the show. Right in front of her sister, by the way. So there's yeah. a witness this time, and that's the end of the show. Forever. Uh, forever. And at the end of each show, by the way, we never mentioned this oh, earlier. Yeah, this is weird. There's a, you know, at the end of each show, ordinarily they'd show some sort of, uh, like maybe an epilogue or preview for the next episode. Yeah, coming this, up next week on Guild. This show's a little different. This show gives you a recap of what happened in the episode. Just of in case episode. you forgot. I think what, I I was baffled by this too, and then I remembered you know I DVR a lot of shows, and mm. usually I set my DVR to start recording like one or two minutes early, just in case like the network goes a little bit off because it happens okay, once in a yeah. while. You miss did, the first scene of the Flash. Or I did that with my VCR. Yeah. So yeah. But what happens is inevitably I end up getting like the last minute of Grimm okay. or some weird show I've never watched. Uh, so I think maybe that's what it's designed for. So that if you're watching uh, whatever came on yeah, after so. Guilt, well, like you, de- like whatever's on after Guilt is more popular. Or, or if you you're see just, like, oh, well, what what happened on this show? Or if you're just oh. sitting down to sit to see the show, you turn the TV on and you get to see this little recap. Yeah, maybe. I guess that, I guess that makes I, sense. It's an odd touch and it's mm. not really very well put together. It's not like you know like a sizzle reel. It just seems like a yeah, random collection of clips. Yeah, and there's no dialogue. It's just sort of visuals from what happened yeah, on the show. I, and it's never intriguing. It it's doesn't, an odd doesn't make choice. any sense unless you've seen the episode. I get it. I'd be very curious to find out exactly yeah, what they were getting at. So, so that's Grace, cool. Grace ends having actually murdered yeah. somebody. Uh, so yeah, Molly, bisexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roz, lesbian. Mm-hmm. Die. Yeah, they both die. <laughs> they both die. And then Kaylee, uh, bisexual, lives, but the her boyfriend is now mm. a wanted assassin and she was with the prince when he was assassinated mm. so her life is basically now, ruined you, you said that this is a show about sort of despicable people and, and I think if, that's the idea if, if yeah. it, it ha- but well, it doesn't feel that way because it doesn't have a nihilistic tone it doesn't have a misanthropic tone mm. it does it's not trashy enough if that makes any sense that's I fair. think this is uh, the CW trying to take something really super lurid well freeform or excuse me freeform yeah what did I say 
You said the CW. CW well, I get it, same. but like, if this was on the CW in 2006, we would it would be the same show. Be the, yeah, be so, fewer references to Twitter. Like that's it. That's all it would be. <laughs> so what what Freeform is trying to do? Freeform, which is skewing toward a younger audience, is sure. trying to take something that's gets all of its power from being trashy and lurid and having sex and violence and cleaning it up. This Not entirely, is, but just enough. Uh, t- just too, enough to take the edge off. It dulls the blade. Too much is my point. Yeah. And uh, so if you're going to have the story of sex and betrayal, show the blood, mm. show the breasts, well, have the cussing. You are doing it on free form. Like you're, you're sort of stuck. Like what are you going to do? Well, you're just gonna, you're... My, my point is don't do this on free form. Well, if you want to tell a story like this, okay. you need a venue where you can actually have the R-rated material. I don't appreciate. Okay, but here's the thing. You're saying that from the perspective of the audience. Mm. Think about it from the perspective of the showrunners. You've come up with a show. You think it's a fun, lurid mystery. Mm. You probably pitched it to more severe networks. You know, something like okay. AMC or FX. Where you uh. probably could get away with a lot of this stuff. Mm. Yeah, you probably couldn't show actual nudity, but you get it with a lot more violence and a lot more titillation. Mm. They pass. Yeah. How unfortunate. <laughs> but Freeform wants to do it. Oh, Okay, well, well that's kind of cool. We we got a decent budget for it. Yeah, you got a decent budget for it. You got a pretty good cast. Oh, well, but we can't do like all the 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 nudity and and blood and stuff. You're going to have to scale that back a bit. You're still going to do the show. I, I suppose you're going to do so, the best you can, and I just think that the, you're it, gonna it, feel, it, did, it did neuter the show. You're going to yeah, you're going to feel hamstrung and yeah. and so uh, I, have, I, having seen, I, I appreciate their decision to go ahead with making the show. Ha- having seen another freeform show, Shadowhunters, uh-huh. uh, there, there's this approach towards sexuality that really frustrates me. Mm-hmm. That I've noticed uh, now more and more from television. And if you're in a, a situation where you want to tell a sexy story, but you're not telling it in a venue where you can actually depict sex, mm-hmm. uh, you fall into this weird middle ground of quote sexy, yeah. where it's it's attractive actors in attractive outfits and they're doing things that like you would see on a magazine cover, mm-hmm. but doesn't there's actually, no sensuality. there's no sensuality. It doesn't approach actual sex or actual sexuality. Well, I th- I've it, noticed it's, this. Sorry, it, it's, and that's the sort of non threatening version of sexuality that appeals very much to young teens who haven't really dipped their toes in sex yet. Well, I think it's also just, I, I was thinking about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that sex, there are occasionally dramas that deal with it, like mm. serious dramas, maybe in a few comedies, but sex as a daily part of a character's life is not part of the pop culture vernacular not at the moment. Really, in terms of yeah. the generic, like the, the middle of like the blockbuster kind of entertainment, it's really not a thing that happens. Mm. Well, because um, they're all rated PG 13, all those blockbusters. Yeah, exactly. So they, but what they do have is sexiness. Mm. Sex can make people uncomfortable. Comfortable. You're, you're in a room with a whole bunch of people. You know, you're watching this TV show with your parents. You know, like it's, it's, it's a it's a young show. They might want to watch TV with you. Uh, you don't want to experience those sorts of you know hormonal rumblings. A- actual actual with other people. Arousal, with, yeah, well, with okay. other people around. It's awkward. You might have to confess to what you find sexually attractive. Some people don't want that sexiness. Is, 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 is a little is, bit more paddle, palatable. It's palatable. It's like, oh, I can appreciate that that's mm. sexy, but we don't have to have a conversation about that. Right. And then you'll notice this, and this is something that drives me nuts in every, almost every mm. movie trailer. Plot, 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 action, plot, action, action, action. Kiss, One kiss, shot. kiss, kiss, kiss. No, not yeah. even kissing. One shot of a woman in a state of undress. 
Usually it has yeah. nothing to do with anything. Just with the most undressing is... moment in the entire film, just shoved into the montage yeah. almost at the end. Th- this just really, to really you... stood out when I saw yeah. uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. There's yeah. that inf- now infamous shot of Alice Eve in underpants. Sure. Like in her, in her, her fresh Victoria's Secret from the future, I guess, sure. outfit. Like it comes, and even in the movie that comes out of nowhere. That's yeah. like it's it's actually just kind of kind of gross, actually. Yeah, I mean, like, like the like way I, that, I, that I, the way that she's treated in that movie. I, I understand you have Alice Eve, who's an attractive lady, and she's yeah. willing, but she doesn't have to. Come on, yeah, it, does, it, it doesn't, doesn't do it doesn't, anything to this movie. All it, the only thing it adds is that mm. shot in the trailer. <laughs> it makes the movie seem more, you know, more ma- sexual than it more, is. More yeah. mainstream and blockbustery than it really should ever have been in that mm. particular franchise. But yeah, seriously, next time you're watching a trailer, and obviously you're not going to see this in like a trailer for like The Jungle Book, but like any sort of like actiony kind of movie, there's, there's going to be that one, be one, one, least one sexy shot, shot of like, a lady, just yeah. unnecessary sexy shot of a lady that probably in the movie takes up about as much screen time as it did in the trailer. Mm. But it's there for that reason, so um. it can be in the trailer. And well, it's kind of gross. Well, and it, and it feels like uh, an, an executive making a decision. It, does. it doesn't. It, there's no creative need for that sort of crap. But uh, all right, if guilt had continued, uh, um, where where would you have gone with it? What's your pitch for? Se- let's, well, th- th- since, a lot. What's your pitch for season two? Well, season two, like it start. We'd have to start this whole drama all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Grace has actually just committed a murder now, and now we have to deal with the echoes of that. Uh, we have to get a new prosecuting team. We have to introduce all these new lawyer characters, uh, who are of course all sleeping with one another. Of course. Um, and then we have to start dealing with. Uh, Patrick's drama, he has to go undercover for the IRA, and mm-hmm. maybe he uh, has has to flee the country, but what his actions will have to have some sort of direct bearing, so he has to start hiring agents and become starts rising up through the ranks of the IRA to help out his sister, who is actually guilty of murder, and tries to recruit her into the IRA. How about that? It's not bad. That's that's a good good it's story. Not bad. For, good story. Uh, I wonder if it's more interesting if Grace isn't on trial. I wonder if it's more interesting if her sister just covered up the murder and now mm. she's a prosecuting attorney on another case. But her sister oh, is now yeah, is now a sociopath and she has to deal with the guilt of that. That she's just sort of operating on her own and she's constantly covering maybe, the tracks of a maniac. Well, Grace, as we've seen, is either a sociopath or an idiot, possibly both. Uh, so yeah. after she's actually committed a murder, maybe she just goes off the rail and starts yeah. committing many many murders. Yeah, maybe she's un locked now and now she's just she's just free to do whatever maybe she becomes a celebrity murderer maybe every season is grace is on trial for another murder <laughs> and, and she and she always manages to like yeah. use her corruption to get and out and somehow. it's always stan stan is always the guy stan's yeah, always, stan's the always one. And, and he always believes that she's innocent until she's proven that well she's actually, actually no, to his credit he never believes that she's innocent no, it's, it's only true. when it's only when they actually have evidence. He was like, mm. maybe she did it. I don't fucking know. That's not my job. Mm. My job is to get her out of jail, regardless of whether she's innocent. <laughs> I appreciated that. Right. Um, was guilt canceled too soon? No. I, no, I I don't need to see more of this uh, since there's no direction or thrust or anything for me to ha- hang on to in the show. Uh, th- I don't need to see more of it. I don't think that this sh- this is the type of show that would have found its way. I think the only way is if they had gotten a new showrunner who sort of changed the the tone or the timber of the the program mm. entirely. Uh, would I want have wanted to see it continue? But as it stands, no. I'm a little torn because I enjoyed watching it. Like I didn't. Yeah, I like, didn't. Like, like I this said, this wasn't a hard watch. We've watched shows that were hard to watch before. This is true. And, this and was in fact, perfectly decent. There are worse shows that I would have liked to see more of. Yeah. This one is perfectly slick, but it's it's one. Of, it fall. 
it falls into that lethal trap of being unremarkable rather than bad. Here's what I, actually, here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. Guilt wasn't canceled too soon. Guilt was canceled when it needed to be. Guilt, however, needed a spinoff that was entirely about Billy Zane's character. <laughs> I, w- I would if love there was to a see show that's Bill- just about Billy Zane and maybe mm-hmm. Natalie as like mismatched prosecutors mm-hmm. working in a foreign country. And, and not get, really, you, you know, get his daughter in there, so he yeah. has this continuing drama. And, then, then, and her whole thing about. Uh, um, you know, working in like the tabloid journalism uh, angle. Mm-hmm. There's something there. I like that. We don't need all this other shit. <laughs> all this other shit is completely. Mm. Don't need any of it. Don't need any of it. So, f- f- my guess, my answer is no. It wasn't canceled too soon, but I do wish some more had happened with the characters. Fair. You know, I wish there's something else had mm. happened. Anyway, uh, uh, we got some letters. We have a. In fact, we have a letter I'd like to read about guilt. Oh, that's uh, fun. We, we announced we were doing it, and we actually had yeah. a fan of the show right in. I want to encourage everybody. Uh, we we announced the shows that we're going to do a week or two in advance. Um, if you have something you want to add, if you've mm. seen the shows we're going to talk about, if you want to add, email us before the fact so that we can get your opinions on the show in real time, like right yeah. after we review it, uh, do so. Email mm. us, bmoviespodcast at gmail.com. That's our account for both uh, uh, shows. Make, just make sure you put the podcast you're writing about in the title. Um, and along with anything else, if you want to say, you know, mm. cancel too soon, why young MacGyver is the best MacGyver or something like that, just so we have a general <laughs> idea. That's fine. Oh. Uh, but yeah, email us along. And of course, mm. we'll also answer your questions, respond to any any other ideas you have. Mm. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, who wrote us about guilt and uh, what did this, they have to say? This is Topher. Topher writes in and says, uh, my thoughts on guilt contain spoilers. Well, we gave it away anyway. We're fine. Uh, so I was excited to hear you guys were doing Guilt as it's a show I've ac- I had actually seen the first time since the Birds of Prey episode, which brought me to your show. Oh, cool. Uh, that being said, Guilt is an interesting conundrum for me as I tried to watch it as it was airing, as the premise seemed interesting. I'm an in general... I'm- in general, a fan of teen dramas, and the idea of fusing a teen drama with a pseudo-true crime was appealing to me. I was really hopeful heading into it, and I came out of the first episode just feeling meh. Then when <laughs> The feeling just kept going downhill until I didn't want to watch the show anymore by the end of episode four. Yeah, that's what I can see yeah. that. Makes sense. Uh, I think where the series really fell flat for me was the fact that they pushed the plot so much that it didn't feel like they had time to give any good characterization in general, and that I feel... I feel that lives and dies on characterization, the teen drama side, to be well, clear. Well, honestly, uh, the murder mystery side as well. I'm just going to throw this yeah, out there. Yeah. Uh, most, like, serious murder mystery writers tend to think of a mystery not as a whodunit, but a why done it. Yeah. You're, what you're really doing is investigating people's lives. A murder is just an excuse to find out more about the people within a, a community, a circle, a, whatever, and find out what they have hiding. So murder mysteries are all about character, really. Yeah. We think they're about plot. They're so, more about character. I feel like they, uh, they didn't have any time to give good <coughs> characterization a genre that I feel lives and dies on characterization. Yep. Uh, I didn't care about most of the characters, and so I had no investments into their plights. If the plot itself was gripping enough, I might have been able to push through, but there were some episodes I saw the entire episode coming from the very start. It also didn't help that the show was followed by, though not on the same channel, season two of Scream, which was better at doing the team drama and murder mix so much better than this show. Scream two is indeed a better version. Scream season one, I would say it's about on par with Guild. Scream season two was a significant improvement, yeah. And serve to point out the flaws that this show had. Yeah. I will say that this show is not without its upsides and bright spots, but it was mostly in the background. It got drowned out by the noise that the main thread put out. The noise, when, noise, noise! When Giles from Buffy can't save a show, 
there's something seriously going wrong. I really think this show was not canceled too soon. Anyway, that's my view. Your loyal viewer, Topher, well, listener. Yeah. Uh, is there a PS on there or something? Uh, yeah, PS. I actually did reviews for the first four episodes of the show, along with an enti- entirety of a couple other shows over the summer, and I would like to thank Bibbs for inspiring me to do that. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! Go for, good for you, Topher! It's something that I really love, and I hope to plan to pick it up again when I have time to do something other than schoolwork. Oh, well, I hear you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks well, th- for writing in. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm well, glad I that we have... I agree with you on all counts, though. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of this show until you suggested it for Cancel Too Soon, so it's nice to know that there are actually viewers out there who saw it as it was going on cool. and gave up on it as it was going on. <laughs> well, now you know how it ended. Mm. You're welcome. What do we got next? Uh, this comes from Fozzie. Oh, hi, Fozzie. Hi, Fozzie. He's a, Fozzie's a regular listener. Fozzie regular rocks. Fr- friend of our show. Hi, uh, hi Fozzie. Hey, boys. Uh, Cancelled Too Soon has got me thinking about a lot of those one-season wonders that I watched and loved once upon a time. Many of them were definitely cancelled on time, but occasionally there was a little gem within those shows that stayed with me. The overall show may not have been worth coming back to, but one joke made the entire thing worth it. The best example of this for me is the short-lived CBS sitcom Thanks about Pilgrims. We've looked into Thanks. Oh, we've looked <laughs> into Thanks. We we've come yeah. close to doing Thanks a couple of times, couple but of times. there's a couple of reasons why we keep putting it up. Right. We're sorry we're not going to do it for Thanksgiving. That was mm. kind of the original idea. We'll get to it eventually. We'll get to Thanks. Yeah, it's, we know it's, about it's it. It's high on our list. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of requests for it, actually, so okay. we'll get to it. Uh, he says the show, was not go- the show was not good, but actually I think it was good. I, I, I watched all six episodes, <clears throat> but one exchange sticks in my mind. In the show where there are two sisters diametrically opposed. Uh, think Becky and Darlene O'Connor, or for more contemporary analogy, think Hallie and Alex Dunphy. I don't know who, I don't know who I, any, I, of any of those characters are. are. On wow. one episode, maybe, we are, maybe we're not qualified to be maybe, doing this yeah, show. Well, <laughs> you know, we're, we're film critics. This is our entryway into TV. We're not, we're not TV experts. That's, that's why true. That's why we have guests on from time to time. Uh, on one episode, the smarter sister hurls a barb at her boy-crazy older sister. The older popular sister takes a beat, then points at her and yells, She's a witch! The mother interjects, Honey, you have to stop saying that. Hilarious. Can you think of any outstanding jokes, action scenes, exchanges, or pure brilliance on an otherwise cancel-worthy show? Thanks, Fozzie. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um... I, I, uh, recently, Sam and Max Freelance, please, and I Whitney loved it. Uh, yeah, I love I, everything on that I show. I only love the, the, the bit about the pancreas. Okay. The bit about the pancreas was so great. I was just like, that's kind of what I wish the whole show had been like. Just like these weird informative bits with guys who have no rules and are just uh, willing to, dest- <laughs> to destroy. Mm. Um, so there was that. I'm trying to think. We have so many uh, shows that mm. we're trying to get to. I have a huge list. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what they could be. Yeah. I, um, I, I, the, the problem is I, I tend to, I, as, as I was watching TV, I tended to watch the shows that were canceled really soon sure. anyway. Uh, I guess that, I don't know why, but that's kind of what I gravitated toward were just doomed programs. And typically, my, my love murders TV. And typically and, uh, if I like a show enough to like still like remember it mm-hmm. like years after it was on. Uh, I probably liked more than a moment. Yeah, that's like, that, that's that that was going to be what I was going to say. That I liked the whole show. I liked the premise. I liked the characters. It wasn't one moment that kept kept me coming back. Um, I guess there might be, but it, it's not coming to mind. It's an interesting question, though. What, what else have we got? Who else? Who else wrote uh, in? Most of these are just suggestions for shows they want to see and okay. uh, entries for our contest. That's right, our contest. Mm. Okay, you do not have much time left to enter the contest because we are going to be doing. 
uh, uh, the winner of the contest on our next episode. Mm. Uh, we haven't made a final decision, but we, we're probably going to record next, this week's episode a little early because it's Thanksgiving weekend, uh-huh. and we want to spend time with our families. Uh, so normally we record on like Sundays. Obviously, this one's a little late. Um, we'll probably pre-record this one. Uh, if you want to submit uh, uh, to the Cancel Too Soon sweepstakes, we are looking for a way to end every episode. On our other mm. podcast, every episode ends when we say you we're es- smarter than you. You essentially get to choose our catchphrase. Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to pick our catchphrase for the, for the show. We're going to mm. end every show saying this one thing. Uh, and it doesn't have to be original. It can be a reference to something. It can be entirely original if you want. Um, but whichever one we pick, and it's just based on what we like, mm. uh, the person who suggested it, or if there are multiple su- people who suggested it, the person who suggested it first, will get to pick a future episode of Cancelled Too Soon. All we ask in terms of that episode is that it needs to fit our rules. It lasted one season or less. And mm. that's it. No additional movie. <laughs> no no second chance. Like, it had one shot, and it blew it. Uh, and we have to be able to find it. Don't worry so much about that. We'll tell you if we're incapable of finding it. it if that happens, we may need to go to your second choice. Mm. Uh, so, again, you can email us, bmoviespodcast at gmail.com, with your final suggestions. Again, you only have a couple of days on mm. this. We're releasing this episode on Tuesday, November 22nd. We're probably going to record the, the cancel too soon. Uh, I don't know, probably like maybe Friday or something like that. Like we're not, not too long from now. So make it quick. Mm. All right. That's, that's, that's uh, the thing. Oh yeah. I found another letter. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and you're welcome to email us about anything else as well. Yeah, uh, this is this is a, a query. He points his finger at us accusingly. J'accuse. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this comes from Sean. Uh, hello, Sean. hello, B and W. That's us, B and W. I kind of like B and W. Like we're a description and TV guide of Casablanca. It sounds like BMW, and I think that's fine. Uh, I hope all is going well. First, I would like to say Cancel Too Soon is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, thank you. And the episodes of shows I've never heard of are some of my favorites. However. I know you say you won't do Firefly because they did a movie, which is fine, your rules. Okay. Uh, but you did The Muppets, mm. and they have done multiple TV shows and movies. I just wanted an explanation. Thanks, Sean. That's a fair question, and I think we do have a good rationale for this one. Uh, the Muppets, we weren't reviewing the franchise, although we did talk about it. Uh-huh. We were reviewing one incarnation of The Muppets, one series that existed outside of continuity with any other version. Yeah, it, it was... It was also the latest on the edge of the Muppets, mm-hmm. and maybe if this particular show is spun off into another series, if this particular continuity of the Muppets continues, continues somehow, and like that—that's what the next movie is about—is actually a spinoff of this TV show. We'll owe you then an apology. We'll owe you an apology. That's but fine. Th- yeah, this version of the Muppets is kind of its own entity. It's tricky doing newer shows uh, because I feel pretty confident guilt is over. (laughs) But like something like one of our most commonly requested shows is Constantine, Mm. which was the uh, short-lived live-action series based on the Hellblazer comic books. There was also a movie uh, with Keanu Reeves. Um, And a lot of people really, really like that show and want us to review it. uh, And I, I would like to, but they keep... Almost bringing it back, and he's appeared on Arrow. Yeah, well, like, we'll have to, it's we'll a little iffy about whether see, or not because that yeah. show could come back in some weird way. He could become a regular character on Legends of Tomorrow or something. Mm. And if that's the case, then the show kind of continued, and it's not really appropriate for us to do it mm. because it found purchase, like it it mm. it made it work. But the other thing is, like, if we're looking at it's just sort of a franchise, you do have to look at individual incarnations. Another show we're going to get to eventually, and we were going to get to it sooner, but I lost my DVD. I can't find it. Uh, was the 
the original live action version of The Flash. Yeah, from 1994-ish around oh, there. earlier than that, like early 90s. Oh, okay. uh, starred John Wesley Shipp, who plays the father of The Flash on the new series. Mm. There's a new series of The Flash. Mm. It's not the old series of The Flash. We can still do the old series of The Flash. It only lasts one season. And I think so, that's fair. And even though it has a common actor, there's no common continuity. It's a different version of the character. There's been so, some there's been some hinting that maybe the old version of the Flash is like an alternate reality cuz like right. Mark Hamill plays the trickster in both versions. Oh, well then we can't do the old the but Flash cuz it's it a different version of the trickster. Okay. The the lady who played the scientist that the Flash worked with, I, I think, was we'll in to... this version of the Flash, yeah. and when she had a scene with John Wesley Ship, there was a sort of knowing wink. Okay. I don't know if, if that's that just get... a reference or what, though. So we're if, kind of holding off on that too. If they end up repurposing the old the Flash, then we can no longer do the old the Flash. We that's, just have to draw just, the line somewhere, and yeah. honestly, I think the rules make it kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think the rules make this a little fun. That we do get, have to, it's not just, we'll just do anything. Like, we do have to actually ask ourselves, does it count? Does it count? And I, and and I, I think, think one season or less is pretty straightforward as far as rules go. One season or less, and just in terms of what we like to do, I think we like to find the things that are most certainly dead and have been dead for decades, mm-hmm. uh, or, or will definitely not come back. It's the failure that we're interested in, well, not the success. And again, what I love about this show is that so many other critics, TV, movies, whatever, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're covering new stuff, but they're also covering well-mined material. Mm. Like, you're either covering great movies or cult movies or even bad movies or, or, or TV shows. And these are typically typically things people know about or have heard of or have some mm. sort of following. This show is in a relatively, like, I know this topic has been covered in certain articles. And I think there was even another podcast that was kind of similar once. Mm. We're in a relatively unique position to unearth shit no one talks about <laughs> or has even heard of. Uh, what, what, what and I think that's great. What is forgotten? That's what we're more excited way about. Way more interesting us, than, anyway. than what is well remembered. We, we want, but we are trying to mix it up, and we are yeah. trying to do the occasional like recent so, thing. Guilt, for but, example, but which is which is which was canceled two months ago and is already forgotten. We're, we're not. <laughs> yeah, it was forgotten while it was on. Uh, we're we're not interested in. in uh, sto- stroking our own nostalgia, although we have done that plenty on the we'll show. Do it once in a while, we'll do it. We did Sam and Max. That was just my own nostalgia. Yeah, uh, Hot Springs Hotel. That was that mine. Was, there you go. I know that was a weird one, uh, but whatever. It's mine. It was my choice. Occasionally, we get one. But yeah, uh, yeah we, what, we're, what we're trying to do is kind of un- unearth culture, and that's yeah. that's the our we're archaeologists, not uh, yeah, we're Indiana yeah. Joneses. Uh, <laughs> and next week, we're going to unearth something that a lot of people haven't heard of. I mentioned this uh, to a lot of people. And they're like, that was a thing? Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, it was a thing. We're going to be reviewing Young MacGyver. Mm. Now, there was the original series MacGyver uh, with Richard Dean Anderson. It was Richard oh, Dean Anderson, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, I'm not, I, the, I'm not I, the biggest I, MacGyver expert. I actually didn't watch MacGyver. I watched so, the MacGyver, yeah. uh, and it was a fun show. There was the original uh, uh, show mm. in the 1980s, and it was a huge hit. And it was about a guy who was a secret agent, basically, and he was basically just a super engineer. Like, yeah. he was just... He, he, could didn't, just, he didn't carry a gun. I think no, that was the shtick. That, that was. He never carried a gun. He always just worked with whatever was, was around him and used science. It was Richard Dean Anderson yep. and Abe Vigoda. Well, and the Abe show, it was not really, that show that It much. was really popular. It lasted yeah. seven years. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big deal. Uh, uh, and and they, now there's a new version of MacGyver. They just which, rebooted it, yeah. With, with um, the kid who played Havoc in the X-Men movies. Mm. And I watched it, and it's competent, but it doesn't feel a lot like MacGyver to me. I'm actually a little surprised it's doing as well as it was. I was kind of thinking to myself, oh, well, eventually we'll do the new MacGyver and cancel too soon. Looks like it's a big hit. Uh-huh. So good for them, I guess. 
Uh, but we can still do one. We're going to do Young MacGyver, a failed pilot for a MacGyver prequel that was going to star Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. Mm, and that was from 2003. Yeah. So it, it's it's not like they were writing the coattails of MacGyver. It's like MacGyver's off the air. It's the early 90s. What do we do? I know. How about Young No, they waited like a decade yeah. before they decided to resurrect MacGyver as a prequel. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at that. I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. It's Again, it's just one episode. Uh, you can find it pretty easily online, uh, and uh, you can follow along with that. And then in two weeks, uh, another episode, which may or may not come out on time, because I'm actually going on my belated honeymoon yes. uh, that weekend. We'll try to record it early if we can, if we can get around to it. Uh, we're going to be doing one of our most commonly requested shows, Profit, starring Adrian Pazdar as a sort of insidious... A vice, uh, insidious employee at a corporation who's trying to work his way up to the ladder and will kill, drug, kidnap, do anything he can to get to the top. Uh, and it was may- fascinating, and it only lasted one short, truncated season before it was disappeared forever. Maybe the first, or at least one of the first notable examples of the amoral protagonist genre, which has in, kind of in taken, o- anyway. taken over TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before there was Breaking Bad, mm. before uh, uh, there was any of that, there was Profit. Mm. And it may pre- predate that, but for a whole generation, that was the thing. Uh, and it's an interesting show. It's dated a little bit, but I think you're going to have a good time uh, going back and watching that with us. That one is available on DVD. I don't know if it's still in print, but it's probably not hard to find as well if you want to follow probably along with get, that. get it used on Amazon if you want to buy it. Yeah, and it's like seven episodes, mm. so it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Mm. Uh, so that is that. Again, you can email us, uh, bmoviespodcast at uh, gmail.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter account, at cancelledcast. Uh, canceled with one L, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we we finally have the canceled too soon is also us, but we're not responding there because uh, I lost the password. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's, the that's account is created, fault. but it's just dead. It's just dead. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's it's it was it just it was not meant to be. But canceled cast is ours. Uh, we we're doing uh, you know updating that as we can, I guess. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash canceled too soon, where we're trying we're trying to do it once a week. Uh, we're doing Facebook Live uh, mm-hmm. Q and A's. We're having a little so trouble f- scheduling those with any regularity. So oftentimes we're doing it and no one's online. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just sort of like if you like us and follow us, they should like give you alerts on your phone when we're doing it, yeah. and then and you can interact with us in real time uh, and uh, give us and, suggestions, and ask wa- us questions, or just watch the videos if you want to yeah. see how charming and handsome we really are. Yes. Uh, this the most recent one we did, which is still available on Facebook.com/slash/CancelToSoon. <laughs> you can meet my cat Sergio. Hello, cat. Yeah, where is he? He's in the room. He's around somewhere. He's still plotting your death. I'm he's, he's, that's what he does, yeah. basically. He's, I haven't fed him lunch yet. Little anyway, uh, uh, so and that's, that's it. it. That's it for this week's Cancel Too Soon. Thank What's, you for tuning in. What should we do for our last Cancel Too uh, Soon where we come up with a catchphrase? Deek. Deek? <laughs>